Well, greetings, friends, and welcome to the Gospel Underground Podcast. This is episode 60, Government Compulsion in Religion, or maybe Tax Those Church Bigots. We are broadcasting live, well, live for me from the Power of Change remote worldwide shed quarters here in Fort Worth, Texas. <laughs> That's right, friends, I'm on the road a little bit here today, so I'm dropping a little episode solo, and since I am in the great state, great nation of Texas, I figured I'd drop a little commentary for you today. Apparently, Beto O'Rourke, Texas guy, right, running for Democratic nomination for president, said a little bit of something-something on an equality town hall on CNN yesterday. And so I've top, my topic for the day is government compelling people in religious matters, or we could call it tax those church bigots. Well, Beto O'Rourke was asked, he was asked the question, you know, what his view was on the tax-exempt status of uh, religious groups, nonprofits, churches, hospitals, charities, who might not support, I guess in beliefs and teaching, um, same-sex marriage. And now, so, uh, just so I won't misquote this brother, I want to uh, play a little video that's available on CNN's uh, Twitter and here's what you write this is a quote freedom of religion is a fundamental right but it should not be used to discriminate do you think religious institutions uh, like colleges churches charities should they lose their tax-exempt status if they oppose same-sex marriage yes there can be no reward no benefit no tax break for anyone or inst any institution, any organization in America that denies the full human rights and the full civil rights of every single one of us. And so as president, we're going to make that a priority and we are going to stop those who are infringing upon the human rights of our fellow Americans. Congressman. All right, there we go. So Beto O'Rourke, what's he saying here uh, when he says there can be no reward, benefit, tax break for anyone, any institution, organization in America that denies full human human rights and the full civil rights of every single one of us. Um, we don't have time to get into maybe natural theology or uh, the metaphysical theological foundations of human rights, right? Uh, but where do universal human rights come from? Well, uh, those sorts of things, the rights that are, for instance, in the foundations of American government, uh, are endowed by God, right? I don't know how you get universal human rights from um, the evolution of stars or materialism or uh, without some sort of transcendent source or authority. But let's just say this for now in a simple way. Human rights come from God. Civil rights come from the government, the, the laws that we set up to have civil protections of certain rights and liberties. Now we're all for that. So what are religious convictions if somebody in a church or a mosque or a synagogue or a Catholic university who wants to teach about the Bible or marriage or uh, natural law, what do these religious convictions have to do with human rights that come from God and civil rights that come from government? Well, what this is about seems to be uh, a compulsion to control a religious person's right to believe and teach things about marriage, family, uh, reproduction, sexuality. Now, the, the, the language used here talked about giving benefits or tax breaks, but he also called uh, these things rewards. Uh, 
like like I had the question scratching my head is the government giving money to churches like handing out fat stacks of benjamins or or something like that of course not this is not the case uh, now this is the way that some people do see the government right um, if it is not taking something from you, it is giving something to you. This is logically false. This is uh, fiscally, monetarily false. But I guess that is the way some people see things. If he's not um, taking taxes from a church, he's giving them a, a reward of some sorts. Now, this is interesting because not taxing churches has a long history in America. In fact, it's it's as old almost as the tax code of America itself. And there is a Supreme Court uh, precedence quite recently uh, in 1970 where the courts made this very clear and I think elucidates or shows Mr. O'Rourke's strange thinking. Now, this is a, a summary from the Georgetown University Berkeley Center for Religion, Peace, and World Affairs. I'll put the link in the show notes for you guys if you'd like to read this summary. Uh, but it it speaks about a case called Walls versus the Tax Commission of the City of New York. Okay, so in this case, the Supreme Court upheld the constitutionality of tax exemptions for property used exclusively by religious, educational, or charitable entities. Walls was a property owner in New York who filed suit against the city tax commission, alleging that the tax exemptions the state provided to religious institutions amounted to a financial contribution to these institutions in violation of the Establishment Clause of the First Amendment. For instance, if you're not familiar with that, you should be. The governor shall make no laws regarding the establishment of religion or the free exercise thereof. Okay, the court disagreed, concluding that the purpose, and by the way, uh, Mr. Wall suing the city of New York thinks like Mr. O'Rourke, obviously. Um, the court disagreed, concluding that the purpose of the exemptions was not to advance or inhibit religion. The exemptions were available to a broad class of institutions the state found desirable, including hospitals, libraries, playgrounds, scientific and professional, historical, and patriotic groups. After examining the long history of the United States and exempting religious institutions from taxation, the court determined that the exemption has not resulted in the excessive entanglement of religion and government. In fact, the court found taxing religious property could increase government entanglement by giving rise to tax valuation of church property, tax liens, tax foreclosures. Furthermore, demanding that religious institutions support the government by paying taxes would also create more entanglement. Now, Beto, I guess, and others like him, see the lack of ideological support for, you know, two men or two women or three men and a woman, two men and three women or whatever configuration is conjured up. This lack of ideological support for such thing is seen as a civil rights problem. Now, basically saying, if you do not support this, this ideology of marriage or coupling, if you do not support this, we will punish you. We'll take things from you. We will use force and compulsion to hold you accountable for your beliefs. Now, this is a candidate for President of the United States. 
it's a little it's a little um it's a little shocking how brazen um it's one thing beto i guess he likes to you know try to shock the world threaten to take away people's guns i guess that hacks people off especially the gun people right i don't own guns so i i don't feel that one but i'm for the second amendment but i you know when when he's saying this about this mass group of people he is saying he's coming after your conscience and to use force and i'll get to a minute what i mean by that in a second force to compel you to do so now what are the arguments uh for removing tax exemption for religion one argument you may see is that well the government is funding religion well, of course, if you just listen to the summary of Walls versus Tax Commission of City of New York, this is not the case. In fact, Chief Justice Warren Berger in that case wrote, The grant of a tax exemption is not sponsorship since the government does not transfer part of its revenue to churches, handing out fat stacks, right? But simply abstains from demanding that the church support the state, right? Uh, Chief Justice Warren Berger clearly saying that not taking something is not the same as giving them something. What other arguments do you see for this? Well, it's unfair to other institutions like, say, for-profit institutions, businesses, etc., to be taxed, but not religions. Well, uh, under Section 501c3 of the tax code, many other segments of life are also uh, given this privilege uh, the case mentioned before listed hospitals, libraries, playgrounds, scientific, professional, historic, patriotic groups. And then finally, uh, the argument, and I think this is the crux of it in this case, um, is religion without support for gay marrying, right, is a harm to the public good. In other words, uh, the precedent in the case law and the casuistry seems to say that churches and other organizations to support the public good are helpful, not harmful to the general public. This quote by uh, Mr. O'Rourke seems to say religion that doesn't support gay marriage is a harm to the public. Now, we're not going to get into the definitions of harm on the underground here today, but it's a pretty severe and legal uh, terms to say something is harmful, right? You have to be hurting someone's person, their property, their basic human rights. And I guess that's the case that O'Rourke would go after. But in doing so, you would have to say that things like biblically faithful Protestant Christianity and its churches and organizations and educational institutions, Roman Catholicism and all its churches and educational institutions, certain or like Orthodox Judaism, every Islamic group in all of its mosques and its educational institutions, all these by the very nature of believing in marriage and the good of the family, moms and dads, believing and teaching those things is harmful because you might not agree with a man marrying a man. Therefore, we're going to compel you to change. Now, in the case mentioned a second ago, taxing churches actually puts the government in more control and in more in the bed with the church. It actually puts the government over money and property of religious organization, which this is a violation of the separation of church and state and would hinder the free exercise of religion. 
Now, Senator Ben Sass of Nebraska issued a statement I think is pretty helpful and clear on his website, uh, his Senate website. He said this, Last night, Betty O'Rourke said that churches, hospitals, charities, folks that are serving their communities by loving their neighbors should lose tax-exempt status if their religious convictions don't fall in line with his progressive politics. This extreme intolerance is un-American. The whole point of the First Amendment is that no matter who you love or where you worship, everyone, emphasis in the original, is created with dignity, and we don't use government power to decide which religious beliefs are legitimate and which aren't. This bigoted nonsense would target a lot of sincere Christians, Jews, and Muslims. Leaders from both political parties have a duty to flatly condemn this attack on very basic American freedoms. Now, is the American government, there, there tends to be a um, posture in religious communities to freak out easily about the loss of religious freedom. Now, I'm not saying that there is not a concern and loss uh, concern for religious freedom that is certainly possible, uh, but uh, sometimes we can't overreact. But is the government in this case moving to seek to control the religious conscience uh, of its citizens by force? Now, taxation with consequences for noncompliance is by force. Well, the government officially is not, but at least one presidential candidate, and perhaps more, actually are for that. What is the issue here? Well, gay marriage or else. To that, friends, I say, nah, playa, I am out on that. The Gospel Underground is a joint production of Power of Change and the Bonhoeffer House. Review us on iTunes. Five stars are acceptable. Send your comments, feedback, and or questions that you might want us to take up here on the Underground 2 info at gospelunderground.org. We are a dialogue taking place in the borderlands between the church and culture. We hope you see you out there. Peace. My man Jesse says peace. We'll be back soon, friends.